Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor here with Mike and we're excited to be with you today. We're going to get uh, right into it. Today's episode is going to be a shorter one, but Mike and I just want to to jump in, wade in with a few uh, just comments, thoughts on what's happening right now in Ukraine and with Russia. Obviously, all of us have been following the news to some degree, maybe more for some, less for others. Uh, but a lot of believers have these things on their mind right now. So we're not going to really try to necessarily give any kind of an overview of what's happening from a political, uh, you know, global even economical, just any of that sense. What we're interested in is talking about how should believers respond to what's happening? What does the Lord call us to do right now to be faithful? How can we be supporting brothers and sisters in Ukraine? So let's get into it, Mike. I'm going to pass mm-hmm. it to you. Um, just any opening thoughts about how believers should be handling these things? Yes, thank you. So yeah, uh, you can get the facts all over the place. And you know that can be a bit confusing, but how should a believer respond to world events, uh, the upheaval of world events. I would take us to Matthew 24. And let's, you know, we're always going to go to the word of God with our answers. Jesus um, receives a question from his disciples in private. Matthew 24, 3, he's on the Mount of Olives. They come to him in private and say, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? Christians are always going to be concerned about the return of Christ and end times, because Jesus promised to return. Right. I was talking to a, an agnostic man yesterday, a friend of mine, and he was asking me questions about, you know, why do we believe the Bible and what? Why do Christians uh, evangelize so much? Is this a marketing campaign or what? Hmm. And I said it's because the Bible tells us to that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And if the Bible told us to stay silent, we would do that. And that we are obeying God in this and that we, you know, we love Jesus. And so we want to make him known because he has told us to make him known. Well, another thing that Christians are really involved with, though, is the return of Christ because we are wondering. And I think with world events, we start wondering about that even more. Well, here's what Jesus said. Here's the answer. See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. This happens all the time through human history, but people will be saying, follow me, I'm the authority. And, and even the progressive church, if you think about mm. it, they take the word of God and say, we're going to twist it into what we want it to say. They're saying, follow us. Okay. Right. They're not saying I'm the Messiah. They're just saying, hey, follow me. I know better than than anybody else in history, and we've progressed beyond, you mm-hmm. know, a um, what they would consider an archaic or simplistic uh, handling of Scripture. And we're saying, no, no, no. The Bible has always been handled in the same way by by true believers. You want to know what God meant and what He intended, authorial intent in context. And Jesus here says, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. It's going to happen throughout human history. See that you are not alarmed. There's the answer for how we should respond. See that you are not alarmed. We should not be in some fear that, we're, that someone's going to drop a bomb on us. Hmm. Okay, A Christian, that's not their fear. Okay, right. And it says, this must take place. The end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pangs. Okay. And the idea is the end times are such that people are going to be, you know, leaving the faith and all these things and evil rulers are going to exist until Christ returns. Right. We shouldn't be surprised and we shouldn't be alarmed. Now, we shouldn't also be ungodly and say, 
you know, uh, wish, wish ill will on anyone. We should literally be wanting people to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus. Right. And if we think that Putin can't repent and believe in the Lord Jesus, then we're not believing the Bible because hmm. we can't see inside his heart. Amen. So we're praying for, you know, everyone involved. You pray for everyone involved. You don't be alarmed and don't be ungodly. Yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. Uh, another passage that comes to mind for me, Daniel 4 and Nebuchadnezzar after his time, uh, you know, being humbled by God, basically coming to his senses and saying, uh, God's dominion is never, this is uh, verse 34, Daniel uh, four thirty four. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Mm-hmm. So just, I think that's a comfort for believers too in times like these. The world isn't, you know, spinning out of control. Yeah. God's not shaking his, you know, shaking in his boots in heaven, wondering how this is going to play out. All of the nations of the earth are dust on the scales yeah. and he's working, you know, according to his will for his glory and all of it. And I think Genesis 50 is good too, to keep in mind, right? People mm-hmm. intend things for evil. There's a lot of evil, obviously, in what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but those very same things God can intend for good and, and bring good good out of it. Absolutely. And, you know, the psalmist said, like, the nations are like a drop in the bucket to God, right? Right. And, you know, Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. And though the earth should change, you know, and mountains slip into the heart of the sea, God is our refuge. God is our strength. And what does he say? Be still and know that I am God. Be still literally means in the Hebrew to relax, to let go, to to yield to God and, and just let him be God. And, and we are going to get stirred up by all these things that are happening in the world. And like, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Um, don't buckle under the pressure. And just keep being a witness for Christ. What did Jesus say in Acts 1, right? You will be my witnesses. Hmm. Uh, go. You know, right. well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, right. Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Right. Do that. Right. Not for, I come again. The time of my return is not for you to know. Yes. That's not for yes. you to worry about. You just worry about being my witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Maybe just final question for you. I was talking to a, a friend this morning, actually, who's spent some time in Ukraine and has his heart there in a lot of ways. And uh, we were just we were talking about the kind of the question of, okay, as a believer, how can I balance the idea on one hand, just wanting to trust the Lord and pray? And then on the other hand, as I hear about need in other parts of the world, trying to take a more active approach in that, uh, maybe trying to be involved in some kind of help towards people in Ukraine. Do you have any thoughts about that? How can believers weigh those things? Should a believer feel guilt if they're not taking a really active approach toward these things? Mm-hmm. Um, does that question make sense? It makes sense. perfect sense. Let me answer it in maybe two ways. First, I would say, and I don't want to put down anyone's altruistic, you know, pure motived uh, wanting to help. Yep. But much of what we say, we're like doing our part. It's like someone posts something up and they think that that is going to like change something. And, and maybe it does. Right. And someone gives, you know, $50 and they think that's going to change something. And maybe it does. Um, and, and God can use the smallest of gestures, you know, in a good way. Right. But I would just say, like, measure those and, and not, don't feel guilty. I mean, the first and foremost thing a Christian should be doing is praying. Yep. Okay. First Timothy chapter two, verse one. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and godly life, quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior. So the first thing every Christian should do is pray. Beyond that, love Jesus and do whatever you want. 
And I think sometimes I would say um, we think that that little thing we did, we check the box and now we can go kind of live our life and get, in, get entertained. And other times someone goes, I'm going all the way to the front lines. Right, right. Either way. Right. Okay. Just live with a clear conscience before God and man in that regard. And just don't, don't do it because you think everyone thinks you should. Right. Do it because you're compelled to do it. And if it's a good thing, go do it. You know, love Jesus and do as you please. Yeah, absolutely. You know, super helpful. I think, um, I think in my mind, I would kind of just say, if there is opportunity, if, and I even just, again, that friend this morning, he right. spent time there. He knows people there. There's a lot more practical avenues for him to be able to make an impact than me, just for example. Yes. I have, I have very yes. little to do <laughs> with Ukraine and Russia. I know nobody there. I've never been there. So even according to where God has given you opportunity, there may be a difference there. If there's something that is available for you to do, a good that's right in front of you, that could be a practical benefit to these believers or even just to people in Ukraine in general, that, that'd probably be a great thing to do if God's given you that desire and ability and means to carry out some good. But I don't think believers need to be feeling this this crushing weight of, oh, what am I doing to, to play my part? You know, there's things happening all around the world that we don't have touch points with. And we just pray and trust the Lord and most of it we never even know about, but we just try to do good in the spheres that God's put us in. Mm-hmm. And where he's given us opportunity, that's where we do love and try to care for people and bring the gospel to them. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Mike, anything else from you as we wrap this one up? I would say magnify Christ above all. You know, Psalm 138, verse 2, that God has magnified above all things his name and his word. And that's the pattern for us, that we must think about who God is and what he does and what he has said in the word and have that be the primary driving focus, impetus, uh, you know, heart desire on our part so that as we live and as we navigate these things, uh, we're, we're, we're trusting God as we take these steps and, and we're, we're just seeking to honor him. And again, we might do something unwise even as we say, well, I was trying to honor God, but it worked out this way. Well, then, then pick yourself up and just do another good thing. You know, just right. don't fixate. And I would say if, if there's someone worried right now and going, what if they're going to bomb us? I would just say, pray, trust the Lord. And, you know, a friend of mine who had to be in jail for a while uh, in a foreign country, um, said that he had been kind of put up into the front of a group and they, and they said, you're preaching. You're going you're gonna to preach to us. And in that country, they preach in the morning, noon, and in the evening. So they're like, you're, gonna, you're a pastor? Okay, you're going to be preaching. And he said that a lot in of In the pe- jail. In the jail. In the jail, okay. And a lot of people uh, would go to that jail and in that jail and preach. And what they would say is, God told me that we're going to get delivered and, and get let out. And that most everyone was like more of a health and wealth kind of an idea. And like, yeah. God's going to set you free yeah. from this, pr- this real prison. Yeah. And he told them, you know what? God sets free from sin, but we might not be set free from this prison. We might die here. Huh. And I think a more, I think what war does, whether it's close or nearby, it sobers us, just like death does. It sobers us to, to, to realize our life is not to be lived um, protecting our life. Because our, as a Christian, we are in Christ forever, and whether we live or die, we are Christ's. Right. And so I think it gives perspective to life. And like, like you know, Esther, if I perish, I perish, right? Right, right. I, I just think that, that we need to have that kind of mentality. Totally. And it seems like that's the mentality of Zelensky, yeah. the, the leader of Ukraine, <laughs> like a, a modern-day hero that we're all going, can he be the leader of, of our country? Or can, yeah. he be the, can he just be the captain of our team? You yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, because it seems like he's just going, look, 
I'm here for such a time as this, and I'm going to do what I need to do. Hmm. I'm not going to back down. Yeah, totally. And that's it. That's with allegiance to a nation. Yeah, and we have allegiance to Christ. Right. And by Even the way, transcends that. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. And by the way, I don't want to get too political. Everyone, I don't know everything about this person. I see a few things I've read, so I could be totally wrong about him. But it seems like this guy's just going. You know what? I'm not going to just cave in on this one. And right. this is my role. And this is my time. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to. I'm not. I'm going to stand up to mm. tyranny and yep. and evil and what have yep. you. So anyway. So pray and trust the Lord and uh, and love Jesus and do whatever you want because uh, you'll be doing what pleases Jesus if you're really sensitive about wanting to please Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Super helpful. Thanks, Mike. Everybody listening at home, we love you and we're thankful for you. Uh, we appreciate that you tune in and catch the podcast. Uh, until next week, have a uh, have a great week loving Jesus and doing as you please. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye.